do 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 bag of cans. Do 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 yellow card. Do 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 it's a goal. Do 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 bag of cans. Yeah. Shocking again. These are getting worse. I might wait for next week. Well, hopefully not next week. Welcome to Bag of Cans, the podcast where a couple of mates chat football, boxing, and whatever the hell, whatever else we want, really. It's our, it's our podcast. Fingering in parks. Fingering in parks. Just on that, um, on that intro. Uh, what's the what's the Instagram page, Tom? The Instagram is Bag of Cans Podcast. Okay. Now this week you're going to be posting like a poll, some suggestions. Maybe we're going to ditch me, um, just doing whatever noises I make and actually get a a bit of context. My preference is the Sally Cinnamon instrumental as our intro. However, the um, feedback from Joe's improv intros are pretty high. high, We'll we'll put a poll on the Instagram and if you care, then vote. If you don't care, then just don't vote. Okay, let's get into it. Um, So we planned what we were going to talk about pretty much all week, haven't we? We'd Mm -hmm. sat down, we'd scrolled things down. Uh, we were going to talk about Mbappe and Haaland, after, especially after their Champions League exploits this year, this this week even. Yeah, uh, we but we're having to ditch that for a bit of a bombshell this week, this morning even. Sky um, Sports breaking news <laughs> it was early, wasn't it? Bag of cans of breaking news. <laughs> like, it don't really matter. Mbappe and Haaland aren't going anywhere. We can do that at a later date. But someone who is going somewhere is Chris Wilder. Smooth. Holy fucking smooth. That was smooth, wasn't it? Uh, if you haven't heard, Sheffield United today announced that, well, they haven't announced, but everyone other than Sheffield United have announced that he's left the club. Uh, so we're going to get stuck into that instead. Uh, now, after last week, we've had quite a lot of people asking if they can come on the podcast, um, but we've gone all talk sport today. We've gone and found our first guest as an angry Sheffield United fan. Uh, so and, and the, uh, just just to put in there, the only Sheffield United fan we know. <laughs> that we know yeah. <laughs> so, oh, mate, Harry, how you doing, mate? Oh yeah, I'd be lying if I said it were good. Um, oh, let me, let me jump in there quick. I'm absolutely fuming. On a nostalgic one, the last time that the three of us were sat in the same room, we're not we're not sat in the same room now. But the last time that we were drinking beers and talking rubbish about football, we were in a pub in Melbourne, Australia, mm. probably over nearly two years ago. That's part uh, coming up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's yeah. been it's been the time. Hasn't it just? Yeah. How are you feeling though, H? Yeah, I'm absolutely torn to bit. Like it's it's a horrible one, to be honest. I mean, because well I've been saying to you all day, aren't I? But I'm trying to I'm, yeah, we've not had any official announcements as of yet, so I'm trying to <laughs> trying to keep positive, but it's it's yeah, it's just coming into it. you can you can tell it's it's only a matter of time. Until I always the, find the dreaded it, announcement hits. I always find it so weird when these things get like leaked to the press, and it's not just like little rumors here and there. Like it's announced in the press, and then yeah. the football club them, themselves take hours and hours and hours to release. It's it always themselves. like that, like. They're the, always like the last ones. It's like this is like the worst kept secret in football at the moment. <laughs> While it seems to be like sacked, and everyone's or every single manager in the Prem's had the same in it apart from us. I'm just waiting for that corner flag club statement to come out on Twitter anytime now and confirm what we all know is happening. But yeah, no, nah, it's 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 not good, is it? I'm I'm in bits. 
You mentioned earlier that there's like conspiracies and all this stuff. What, 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 do you think he's been pushed? Do you think he's been... Well, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird one because like, as, as a Sheffield United fan, like, if, you, if you rewind the clip like four years ago, we were like mid-table League One, just finished the worst seasons we'd ever had under Nigel Adkins. And we had people like Dean Hammond playing for the club, who was probably the worst person that I've ever seen. Um, put a Sheffield United shirt on. Um, so and th- and then like it was like the lowest of the low. Wilder comes in, win the league with a hundred points, like one of the best seasons ever. Two years on, we're promoted into the Prem, first season in the Prem, and like it, like before lockdown, people forget we were like legitimately pushing for Europe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was. <laughs> It was bizarre because like everybody had his down, like without a question, shadow of a doubt, it was down, relegated twenty, every single person. Um and then like yeah, like literally going into the lockdown, I think we were seventh and like literally like three or four points off 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 Europa League places, which was Football's such bizarre. a short lived um, sport though, isn't it? Like you can be yeah. top of the tree one day and then like, there's just no respect on Chris Ward or Sheffield United's achieved that so that year that you're talking about before lockdown, like I can remember thinking that you were absolutely going to be in the Europa League. And then next thing yeah. you click your fingers and we're here, you you're getting talked about of getting less points than Derby in their record season. It's it's a weird and one. Now though, because it's, it's, being forced out. They've you've you've gone from where you were before lockdown, and it's obviously been atrocious points wise ever since. But I yeah. can't think of anyone who's really seriously spoken about Chris Wilder leaving. Not, I mean, you look at someone like, I know it's obviously the clubs are different, but you look at West Brom, you look at Billich, he goes and gets a point against City and he gets sacked the next day. And at no point has there really been any, certainly performances-wise, any sort of discussion that Wilder mm. was going to leave. Which, which, and I don't think anyone questioned that. And then, well, I, th- I, th- I think the only uh, the only people that have like kind of spoken about it are those ones that don't really seem to know like much about football because anyone that knows anything about football, it's I mean, it's like, like why would he like? Because as as like a Sheffield United fan, the only reason that we're in the Prem in the position that we're in at the moment is because he's done what was expected too quickly. Anyway, um, like you, you know, we went into the Championship. You expected to stay into the Championship for like four or five years, and then maybe make a Premier League plush, but. He got promotion in his second season. And if you look to the squad that we had on paper, it's still very much, well, pretty much every single player is a League One in the Championship. It's player. a poor squad. I mean, when, when I'm a Leeds fan, when we were in the Championship last season, even when you were flying, there's very few players I'd have taken off you. Yeah, yeah. And he, what, he was, I, I remember he was getting when, so uh, much out of them. He's, so much. Here's yeah, a question. Like the, the you know, you know when these... Up, yeah, go on. Do you know when these gaffers do eventually go like these club legends, there's always like a a tiny, tiny, maybe a 5% of supporters or even less that are like wilder out. Is there yeah. that amongst Chef United fans or is literally everyone on the same boat? Why the fuck is this happening? Honestly, Tom, it's, it's like, it's like he's died. Like, like scrolling down the Twitter feed, it's like, it's just like tributes to Chris Wilder. It's like, it's like he's no longer, well, I know he's no longer with us, but it's like, like, like the poor bloke's like literally passed. It's like when Virgil it's, got injured. It's like that's how that's how that's that's how much he meant to us as a football like, as as a as a blade because he is a blade. Obviously, he's like he's like he's one of us, um, and 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 he's gone. And I've literally seen zero percent of Sheffield United fans that are back in the board. Like it's 
it's it's perplexing. And the reasons that I've apparently heard, I don't as I say, I mean, hopefully he's still staying. I'm, I'm not I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket yet, but like the, the, the reasons that I've potentially heard that he is going, it's it's enough to send you into meltdown. It's horrible. Go on, tell us about a couple of them. And by the way, when this is out, it'll be um, Sunday, so we'll absolutely know whether... Yeah, there we go. Yeah, heard it here first, Bag of Cans exclusive. <laughs> um, so if, if you look at all of the bookies, our odds on favourite for our next manager is Neil Lennon, which I would hate. I, I can't think of anything anyone worse than Neil Lennon, maybe. Like, that'd be... Yeah, that'd... I don't know. Yeah, I think that the fan base, there'd be riots. They'd be right. It's people would be in this in the car park in the stadium just with the shoes off, just just throwing bombs at the ground. Didn't they um, talk of Wilder going Celtic as well? Well, that's exactly it. So, no, it's, it's I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You wonder what is really. You, know you know, if he does leave, you wonder what's because he's. I mean, I have mates putting a fiver on Wilder this morning at twenty-five to one, and by the time we record this, he's probably four to one. But that's just people betting that's changing that. You don't think it's actually realistic what what does he do because this is oh, a club he's been not. at for what five years now it's his boy of club yeah yeah you yeah. get similar sort of vibes although it's leaving under probably a bit more of a cloud it's similar vibes to how leaving Bournemouth uh, you know yeah, yeah it's right. their club it's their club and it hasn't turned out the way they wanted to um, I think with how he just realized that maybe he, he couldn't go again or he couldn't get that team to go again whereas with Wilder it, it certainly seems that it's upstairs the disagreement doesn't it I mean, it, it seems so, and I don't know if it's maybe um, something to do with the dressing room, because, I mean, the, the the prince, the owner, came out two months ago and he went, you know, even if Wilder loses every single game for the rest of the season, he's still going to be the person that I want at the club next year. You know, he's he's still the best person that I believe to to bring the club back into the Prem. So I don't know what's happened between him saying that two months ago to where we're at now, potentially. It's, it doesn't something must have gone on doesn't strike me as a dressing room that would turn against the manager either because we spoke about such lack of quality and the kind of work rate that that team's based on. You don't see many like odd person aside from Ollie McBurney, who's mm. an odd one that worked for the team. You don't, yeah. there's no prima donnas in that team. There's no one that's going to, it's a privilege for them to even be in the Premier League. So why would they yeah. kick, up the fact, fact, kick up a fuss at the fact that they're losing? It's, just, it's a weird one. Let's put it this way though, H. Let's say, um, four weeks' time, or end of the Premier League season, Wilder's gone, he's managing Celtic. You've got a season yep. in the Championship ahead of you. Um, yep. I know you don't want to think about it. Who would be the ideal gaffer for you at that stage that actually suits your football club? And don't say Eddie Howe because he's well, managing another yeah. football club. Not well, I mean, like literally, that is it. The, like, your options are Chris Wilder who we've just sacked, or Eddie Howe. Like, the, the, I can't literally think of anybody else that I'd seen you, You're missing one huge name. Neil and Warnock. I'm thinking about it. Joe's thinking about it. Neil Warnock. <laughs> Neil Warnock. I'll tell you what, that, that might be the only name that could be brought in that might rise as, like, raise a smile on someone. <laughs> no, we're, not letting, we're not letting Neil Warnock go by about <laughs> someone saying you've got to die to get three points. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right yeah, though. Just... Other than Warnock, Howe, um, Championship. I mean, you're not you're not seriously talking Warnock, are you? Like, honestly, do you think? I think it's difficult I mean... when you when you talk any club who's lost someone who's been there four or five years, especially when they've overachieved. Because if they've overachieved, that normally means that their style's been quite specific and worked. 
So to replace well, with, replace yeah. someone like that is so difficult for any club to replace someone who's been there four or five years and had success. Sure. So. Yeah, but I mean, if you, if, you, if you look at our squad, like every single player is being bought there to serve a purpose. And like, so like McBurney was bought for 20 odd million record signing and he's been brought in specifically to replace Gary Medine, who was our Oli McBurney in the championship this season and got promoted. Yeah. Um, and and he's been brought in specifically for Wilder's style of play, Wilder's system. Like if you look at our entire squad, we've not got a single winger because we don't play with wingers under under the formation that Wilder has. So I think whoever comes in has not only got to win the fans over because the well, he's replacing like the the uncle that everybody loved. Like he's like everybody loved Wilder. So not as not only has he got those shoes to fill, he's also got to inherit a squad that was custom built purposely for Wilder and the way he plays football, which is miles different than anybody else, like with the overlapping centre-backs and, uh, and, and and the way that we play. So I think whoever comes in next has got has got a job on his hands. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And it is, it's one of them jobs that you just don't want to go into after what Wilder's done for the football club and the bloke. It's only is. downhill. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard as well. I'm, I'm yeah. a big believer whichever direction you go in or whichever division you get relegated it's a lot harder than you think to you know there's certain clubs that specialize in it I'm thinking Norwich West Brom but for a lot of clubs you have a, re- a season full of losing and the following season it's not easy to kick out of that the same way that if a team does really yeah. well they get promoted they often start the next year well because you've got a winning team so it's going to be oh, a yeah, bit hard hate, taking a team from 27 to 28 thought in your head I hate to plant this thought in your head but our mate Pidge is a big Sunderland fan Oh, don't. Don't, <laughs> don't know. And, and on that note, on that note, hey, I'm, I'm going to leave that with you and you can spew over that all night. You can go get drunk and drown your sorrows. Yeah. Um, but like like we say, oh. once this podcast is out on Sunday, we're going to know either way. And Harry's probably going to have been on a three-day yeah. render and he's going to be struggling to wake up. Yeah, or might not wake up. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's a pleasure to catch up with you, though, hey. pleasure, I'll Catch up with you soon. Cheers, Harry. Take it easy, mate. Later. See you in a bit. That was fun. I love that. was good, wasn't it? That was a nice little feature. Just a quick uh, quick note on there. We had a few technical hiccups prior to that podcast. Harry was on his phone. So if the audio wasn't incredible, then we apologise. But it's bag of of cans. Who cares? You don't get perfect audio in a booze idea. You know? (laughs) Mate, that was pretty good, to be fair. Last minute, pulled it out of the bag. Half an hour. Knowledgeable bloke on football. Whenever we do the uh, football trivia at the end of these podcasts, or the one podcast that we have done, um, <laughs> me and H kind of bonded over football trivia back in Australia, and he's a knowledgeable bloke on football. We'll have to get him on for like a longer episode at some point. Right, bit of a catch-up. We rushed straight into that because we knew he was coming on. We did. Talk to me about your week. You got any news for me? Any park goings on? Um, No. Louis and his missus decided to keep their actions indoors this week. So no fingering on parks. <laughs> um, but no, I, I did make sure that I walked the exact same route every day. Because I'm thinking, how am I meant to do a podcast without a story like that? Honestly, no, the, amount of, the amount of feedback that I've got that's been about that says an awful lot about the kind of attention and audience that we're attracting. 100%. Quite a, a few people have said, I'll listen again if there's more of that. Sure. A lot of feedback that I kept going, particularly off Joseph Jones, the famous DJ that we know. Yeah. Um, 
he was consistently telling me that I'm sounding too posh and not East Midlands enough. Really? Yeah. So maybe I'm just going to speak proper East Midlands now. East Midlands. Anything else this week? Any other news for me? Yeah, pretty another stressful week at work. Nice. Not, not a lot. It's crazy. I had a bit of a big day yesterday, actually. I forgot to tell you. Go on. My um, dividend card for the co-op came. Come on, mate. I've been keeping my receipts for the last week because I knew it was coming. You know what? I'd, it's not on the same note, but you've reminded me then. When I did my food shop this week, I forgot my bags for life. Mm. Do you know how annoying that is? Really annoying because I do it regularly. Being that guy that has to buy the actual... Because I'm, I'm not going to consistently buy bags for life. No, if I've got my bags ones. for life, I'm going to buy the shitty ones. And then I feel like a shit bloke. And then I've got loads of shitty carrier bags in my kitchen. Tough. Tough. Yeah. Reaction to last week's podcast where we touched on that, it's actually been really good. So thanks for that. It's made us feel quite good about ourselves. And, yeah, thanks and for that's, listening. That's really nice. Um, in terms of what it's on, I mean, we only ever we only listen to it on Spotify. Um, I've tried to put it on other places, but as I think you can probably guess, we don't really have a clue what we're doing. So if you if you are listening to this on something that's not Spotify, can you let me know? Because then I know that whatever buttons I've been clicking are actually working. That'd be really appreciated. 100%. You got some reaction last week for your boxing. <laughs> I did. Um, I think it's probably going to become a running segment throughout these podcasts, like Tom's Howler of the Week. Yeah, I think so. So, so it might have slipped out my mouth last week, Golovkin can't box. And <laughs> I did I did try and claw that back at the time. What my point was on that was his boxing style wasn't made for Canelo, even though it's arguable that he beat Canelo in that first one. <laughs> you had a stinker, mate. Absolutely, I can take that 100%. Um, but it's a bit of a good segue onto this next session, section that we've got, though. This is so smooth today, so smooth. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, a lot of grief that I got as well was around the fact that I had Callum Smith at number one of the British pound-for-pound pound list yeah. prior to his Canelo performance. I didn't think that was a rogue shout. I'm not having that down as a howler. You might, but I'm definitely not. I, I don't agree with it, mate, but I wouldn't have it as a howler. Okay. Uh, I definitely don't think it's a howler. And maybe we'll dive into that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's dive into that. it now. So we're going to discuss this week our best of British top five pound for pound. Uh, we've yeah, we both are. been having a think of this last couple of days, but we haven't actually spoke about it together yet. Uh, I don't know how you want to do it. Do you want to go five to one, one to five? Go, let's go five to one. Yeah. I'll give mine. You give yours. I'm I'm open to kind of, if you persuade me otherwise, mine are probably going to chop and change. Yeah, mine's pretty mine came down, from a couple. Mine came down to six fighters. I think we'll probably have the same yours. six. So, number five on my list... And, and I'm guessing that we're doing this as of today, with all recent As of results. today, as of right now. Yeah. And prior to saying this boxer's name, I'm going to give a brief justification because I think if this fighter was to be consistently active, maximise his potential, et cetera, et cetera, he'd probably be top one or two. So number five on my list is Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, I need, I need you to give that justification. He's, he's my... I had him at tied fifth. I've been cheeky. I've had six as well. Um, he was tied fifth, fifth with? with Warrington. He was my sixth. Yeah, if, I mean, if we were talking about this a month ago, I think Warrington's three, maybe four. 
I don't right. think you could put him that high personally. No, he no, would definitely no. make the top five. Okay. But uh, yeah, I've, I've got them on. A... Billy Joe Saunders, he's so frustrating. We've spoke about his career so many times because he every time he gets ahead, he just goes back two steps, whether that's contract things, whether that's just inactivity, whether that's the antics that he gets up to and the trouble that he gets into outside of the ring. He just never yep. has that consistent run, does he? He'll put in a good performance, i.e. David Lemieux or Andy Lee, whichever one you want to take. And then he'll be inactive for a year, 18 months. He'll come back in an absolutely nothing fight, look rubbish. Um, he'll always comfortably win because he's an extremely, extremely good boxer. But he's one of them, isn't he? He's not going to get up for a small fight or whatever you want to call it. No. Um, he needs these big names. And hopefully with Canelo... In May, I'm sure we're going to talk about this in later podcasts, and I can't wait to. Yeah, I mean, he's. Um, we'll, we'll finish on him with he's got the opportunity to jump. You know, mm-hmm. not just British rankings. He's got the opportunity to jump world pound for pound rankings. If he goes and does a job on Canelo, then well, I, we'll talk about it another time. But I can't even think what what sort of level and praise that people will be giving Billy Joe if he beats Canelo. Hopefully, he does. Sure. Hopefully Number he does. four. Go on, give me yours. You know what? I think maybe this should be low Billy Billy Joe now. I think about it, but I've written Callum Smith down. Interesting. My number four on this list is Anthony Joshua. Yeah, understand that. Um, we're also going to unpack this in weeks to come as well. The kind of Joshua Fury dynamic, particularly between me and you. Um, I'm a humongous Anthony Joshua fan, mm. and the name that's going to become is going to be higher in this lift than AJ, is going to be Fury for me. But that isn't me conceding the fact that Fury is going to be AJ. No, I think you think Joshua, don't you? But if you look at... No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But Okay. I think you have to run from as they do right now, don't you? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, Joshua's lost. That's the ultimate thing. He's lost. Fury hasn't. Um, I'd put it this way. If If Fury was a featherweight he'd win a world title. If Joshua was a featherweight, not sure he would. Oh, great and way of putting ability. it. Great way of putting it. And I, I agree completely. That's interesting though. Go on. Number three. I've got Callum Smith at number three. So I've got Joshua at three. So we've just got those the other way around. I would, I would have guessed that we would have predicted that the other way around, but we haven't done. But well, it's funny that because you've been mass, you're massive fans of both of them. Huge. And I'm... Well, Bigger fan of Smith than I am AJ, boxing-wise. Yeah, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not huge fans of either of them. I never have no. been. And I think this is sort of a little bit reflective of us doing this British pound for pound now, as opposed to if we'd done this, if we'd done this three or four years ago, you, you're almost struggling to do five. You're looking at six, you're looking at seven. Sure. Whereas today, although we've said six, that's because we're sort of shoehorning in to get into the five, isn't it? Absolutely. There's, there's not like the world class pound for pound talent. I don't no think way. anyway that that we, we we could have discussed a few years ago. But yeah, I've got I've got Joshua at three. Those two. I mean, they're, Smith coming off that loss to Canelo. You know, there's no shame in that whatsoever. He's the best on the planet at the minute. Um, before that, you'd probably have said he was the best at super middleweight. There's still great fights of him at that weight. You know, Billy Joe Saunders loses to Canelo. That probably gets made. There's Daniel Jacobs. There's David Benavides, who's... I was looking at him earlier. He's unbeaten, but he's just had the world title stripped twice. 
So there's, there's still great fights out there. But him going up to light heavy though, mm. it's a tough old division. Really tough division with fights that we'll get into down the line, I'm sure. But there's absolute beasts at that weight, like proper beasts, like people that will just knock your spark out with one punch. Like the middleweight division is pretty stacked of good boxers, mm. but you don't get many that are going to catch you on the chin with one punch and knock your spark out. No. Whereas you could probably name four at light heavy. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember all their names, but like Baturbiev, Bivol. Exactly. You've named the two there. that came to mind. They're the first two, aren't they? I mean, what have you got at two, Joe? Two, I've got, I've got Tyson at two. I've also got Tyson at two. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, guys unbeaten. He's the only two massive names on his list are Wilder and Klitschko, but I think the way that he fights, the way he's dominated people, yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to not have him as the number one in that division, and, and certainly as Could, high on this list. Couldn't agree more in that division, and absolutely, the reason he's not at number one for me is one because of the fighter that's number one that we'll talk about in a second uh, but also although he's an extremely good boxer and although AJ is in this list that is also a very very good boxer the heavyweight division aside from that top three isn't one that requires being incredibly good to be to be at the top of it you look at Wilder I think Fury exposed all of his flaws and he was widely considered, uh, sorry, widely considered to be, if not number one, number two, number yeah. three. Worst, worst, it's not three, a great right? division. Yeah. Absolutely. Number one, though. This would be funny if we had different people, wouldn't it? Just been, slate, lo- just, just been slating the list, this, the list this whole time. Well, mine by one. a country mile, um, and he's going to become a world champion next weekend, Lawrence Coley. <laughs> for that context I absolutely despise Lawrence Acoli no uh, my number one is Josh Taylor yeah mine too he's, he's that so bloke's record is a joke it is I was having you know what a... I thought back to when we were looking at this this must have only been three years ago him against O'Hara Davis do you remember yeah there was the proper beef between McGuigan Hearn Taylor O'Hara he schooled him and even that day I thought O'Hara Davis was going to beat him because that was when O'Hara Davis was a prospect and he made him look a fool there he beat him um, proper beat him up I remember that one I remember him going on to fight uh, Victor Postel who is a very good fighter and at the time he'd only lost to Terence Crawford who I, I could sure. talk about all day um, and he, he beat Postel convincingly it was a yeah, that's a great win on the record. And then he entered the Super Series tournament. I, I can't remember the guy he fight, fought in the semi-final. The, I think he was a Ukrainian fella. Um, and then Progray in the final, who's a who's a very good fighter. Very good boxer. I, I watched him in the build. I think he beat Flanagan or he beat someone. Yeah, I think it was Flanagan, Flanagan yeah. in the quarters of that tournament. And really impressive. It, top fighter. Uh, that's a brilliant fight as well. If you haven't seen it, really recommend Taylor Progray. It's not, it's not as but interesting when you know the result, but brilliant fight. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is in under 20 fights. 18, 19 fights he's had? Yeah, I think, sure. I think it's a few less than that. We'll call it a howler if not. Um, no, it's not, it's, not, it's not more than that. No, definitely not. Um, but we mentioned it last week. He's going to be the first British boxer to be a four-weight unified world champion. Um, 
my mate Sphinx is going to be listening to this and he's not going to be happy. He's going to, he, he was mentioning to me when we talk about feedback, uh, how much me and you love Josh Taylor. Do you know what I mean? He will be saying, no, he does, but he's saying Tyson should be top of this list by a country mile. I can hear him saying it now. Um, but no, <laughs> that's our top five. And I'm really surprised actually that we agreed. Well, well we pretty much agreed, didn't we? I think um, it just goes, they're just in that depth. I was thinking, I was trying to think of like honourable mentions. And I suppose we've said six there, haven't we? Because we've sort of said Warrington at six. But I was looking through sort of the names of British boxing who are at least active now. And I had sort of Carl Frampton. That's probably two years too late. Two years ago. Two yeah. years ago, he'd be top three for me. I Kid Galahad, maybe. A, oh. I hope he never gets there to ask because boring to watch. But, you know, he could be there in a year or two, don't know. And the only other one I had was um, was Cal Yafai, who yep. was unbeaten up until uh, he lost to Chocolatita and, and looked quite a bit worse than him. But I yeah, just want the depth that I thought it'd be. I tell you, he's going to be in the top three in maybe two years' time. Go on then. Um, and it's funny that we mentioned Smith going up to light heavyweight. Joshua Boatsy. Yeah, Boatsy against Smith in a year or two's time, if it's built correctly and it should be done by Hearn because they're both under the same banner. That should be a huge fight. That division could be brilliant British British oh, level. you got, what's that, Hazair Burton, Callum Johnson, yeah. uh, Uatsi. Callum Johnson's getting on a Anthony bit. Anthony Yard. Yeah, they're all good Lions fighters. Lions in the camp. <laughs> Lions in the camp. What do, I, what do I do this round, boss? Lions in the camp. Oh, God, it's But no, I'm glad we agreed on that, mate. Impressive. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit surprised. That doesn't happen often. Doesn't, doesn't, especially unboxing. All right, I'm going to move on to Twitter mentions this week. I said I'd do some shout outs for people. Yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't retweet Joe's tweet, because I retweeted it. Yeah, even you don't you follow did. Joe, you follow me. Why didn't you retweet it? There's a few mates of ours, isn't there, that just haven't reposted anything. A bit rude. Just retweet it. Peasants. Carry on. But yeah, I said I'd, I, I stupidly said that I'd give him a shout out in the next episode because I didn't think that, you know, as much as we just slated some friends there, I didn't think anyone would retweet it. But it turns out that some people do want to have some sort of recognition on a podcast by that's listened to by about 50 people. So, uh, 120. 120 people, sorry. 120. Thank you. So I'm not going to do them all actually because there was too many. It'll get boring and I'll do you next week. So if you don't hear your name, fucking chill out. Tune in next week. Retweet it again. Maybe you'll be on the list. All right? Don't you cry about it. Uh, first one, straight out the gates, actually, was uh, was Matt Dale, also known as a Sunday League legend. Uh, I've honestly never heard anyone call him that other than himself, but we'll give him his, <laughs> we'll give him his props today. He's, uh, he's our captain fantastic on a Sunday. And you know when they say, like, you get a captain who leads by example. That's Matt. That's Matt. As long as you want the example to be don't run too much and two foot people by the corner flag. <laughs> He's your man. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Matt. <laughs> Second one was your mate, Bez. Well, my mate as well, but mainly your mate. Uh, really nice lad. Pretends that he's good at 5Ks, 10Ks. Was it you saying he actually cycles for him? Basically what Bez does, right? So he'll put his um, Strava on and he'll press go, and he'll get on his bike and just cycle around Nottingham for a bit. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, boys, I've just done a half marathon. Could you try again? It's just Siri talking to me. Um, but, yeah, he, he'll do half marathons on his bike and then said, said he, says he runs them. 
Love it. Next Thanks one. Thanks for retweeting though, Bez. Love you. Yeah, I do appreciate it. Next one up is the captain, Tom Hughes, or Huggers, as he likes to be called. Uh, fastest arse in Lincolnshire, and now the Middle East. Uh, unfortunately, he's absolutely shy at picking winning horses. So, lost me quite a lot of money. Thanks anyway, mate. And then Oscar, <laughs> I think it's Clark. Oscar, who is a fucking deluded Liverpool fan. I, I don't really... You don't really need to say deluded, do you? You just need to say Liverpool fan. Liverpool fan, yeah. Um, he he plays for my Sunday league team, but I've got no idea if he if he's any good because apparently I took his position, so I haven't really seen him play. But what's that did, on the bench? Or he's cutting the oranges now. <laughs> but I will, I will give him props. Uh, he had a, he was playing cricket for the local village. And it was the first time he was ever playing. That's the most Lincoln thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all giving him loads of shit. And he was, I think he batted at number four. It was absolutely incredible, to be honest. He top, I think he top scored. If you're batting at four in village cricket, that means that you're a number 11 in normal cricket. That is, is his debut. <laughs> and I've also told him that if they win the Champions League, or as he says, when they win the Champions League, we'll have mm. him on. Sure, it's on. And then the final one this week is our mate Rob Bennett, who we know through boxing, who's never oh, wow. ever, and I'll testify to this, he's never ever missed with his left hook. Not once. Problem he's got is it just doesn't hurt. Like, <laughs> fucking paper hands, Rob Bennett. I can remember sparring Robin um, my first year of uni, or first year on the boxing team. I was probably about 15 and a half stone at this point. <laughs> and um, I can remember we did, can you remember that... Um, you paid to do five pound a round. Oh, he did a charity, and Rob yeah. was doing like thirty. I can remember going in there, just being like, "Oh, I can't be bothered to do this." Like hanging out my ass. I'd like two steak bakes as a pretty round, pretty round meal, yeah. And he just landed a jab on my nose. I just went, "All right, then you're small, but that hurt." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, your left, your left hook doesn't hurt, Rob. Sorry. Don't worry about it. But that's all, that's all the shout outs. Look out for me on Twitter. I don't know what my Twitter handle is. Just don't know. It'll be popular. You'll find. No, what we'll, what we'll do this week instead is everyone that shares the story or shares the post to their Instagram. Right. Um, do that, or we'll do Twitter as well. Just just be nice. Peter Crouch calls it um, passing the pod. We're yeah. just going to call it tell your pals. Yeah, that's actually pass the pod. That's a good way of doing it. I'll lad, I uh, play football with also retweeted it Walker mm-hmm. and it's funny it's called Pass the Pod because that lad does not pass the ball on a Sunday at all at all you know I'm pass talking to you Walker right we'll call it there football trivia we got a lot of um, we got a lot of good feedback about the football trivia um, so what am I exceptional football knowledge mainly no no I one said that actually no I didn't think so either um what we did in our um, in our debut podcast that will never see the light of day. A pilot, a pilot episode, is that what they call it? Our podlet. Podlet, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we did some guest the footballers. Um, you'll see how it goes. What I'm going to do, I'm going to read out a list of clues and then I'm going to tell you when it's the last clue. So for anyone watch, uh, listening, if you want to pause it, then pause it there and then you can write down who you think the answer is going to be and then play along if you want yeah don't bother telling us if you've got it though we're not we're not bothered no we really really don't care um right number one 
I have played with the following. Asmir Begovic, Sesk Fabregas, and Declan Rice. And I've been managed by David Moyes. Who am I? Feel free to pause it if you want. Is that all the clues? It's all the clues. Oh, no need to pause it. This is going to take me ages. I've got a few backup clues if you need them. So he's played with Begovic, Fabregas and Rice, and he's been managed got, by got, David Moyes. I've got one more manager that I can give you that I think will lead you there, but I think you... I think I... I th- oh, no, I don't. You don't? The second manager is Eddie Howe. I was going to guess a defender. Don't show me it. I was going to guess Robert Hoot at first, but... You'd be a million miles off. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing if he's played with Begovic and Fabregas at Chelsea, and he's no. played with... Oh. So I'm going to pair them together <laughs> for you. You've got Rice and Moyes. West Ham. You've got Begovic and Howe. Bournemouth. Fabregas. At, oh. not Chelsea, Arsenal. Arsenal. So you've got West Ham, Bournemouth and Arsenal. If you That's don't get one. that, mate. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. It's Jack Wilshere. Well done. Well, not well done, but we I got thought that was quite a good one. Yeah, hard. This one, this one is a class one. And I know that we said people don't message if they get it or they don't. Pidge, please message me if you get this. If you don't get it, then you, you're awful. Um, I have played with the following. Alan Shearer, Peter Whittingham, and Grant Ledbetter. I've been managed by Paul Jewell, Graham Souness, and Dave Jones. Who am I? So we've got Shearer, Whittingham, and led better. Mm-hmm. Think of them three clubs. Yeah, well, it's, I'm guessing it's Sunderland, Newcastle, and Cardiff. Um, yep. Dave Jones will have been Cardiff, and Sooness will have been Newcastle. Yep. He, he might have not played under Sooness actually, but Newcastle is the correct link. So, right, brilliant. So, just, but you've got the link. You've got the link. I'm half Indian. Half Not me Indian. personally, the player. Yeah. <laughs> Just reveal that to everyone. <laughs> you struggling there? I'm really struggling, mate. I'm Here's really another clue. I've been to his house at the height of his gambling addiction. This I'll know it when you say it, mate. I think I don't think I've got it on you me. Genuinely not got it. Michael Chopra. Chopra. Yeah, beautiful. I, th- I really thought you would have got that. I, I used to really like him when I was younger, but no, nah, I've probably got it eventually, but much longer than we want this podcast to be. Yeah, fair play. Um, you're not having a good run here, mate. So if you don't get this last one, it's nah, stinking, isn't it? I've played for 14 professional clubs. I've played with Messi, Nicholas Anelka, Ibrahimovic and Frank Lampard. He's played for how many clubs? Who am I? 14 professional clubs. Someone Pretty would, sure have, someone would have just got this immediately as soon as it was that many clubs, but that's not me. 
I'm pretty sure he only packed it in a couple of years ago, and that would have been in Qatar. Anything else? Any other clues on that? Um, okay, let me just give you the clubs. So Messi, obviously Barcelona. Yeah. Ibrahimovic. I might be wrong here, but I reckon Barcelona and Inter Milan. Anelka, oh, Chelsea. I know who you mean, mate, and you've got it so wrong. Why? I'm guessing it's Samuel Eto'o. It is Samuel Eto'o. Samuel well, Eto'o transferred between Barcelona and Inter in a part exchange deal. It was a for, <laughs> I think it was about six, 50 million and Samuel Eto'o for Ibrahimovic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we found your fucking howler for the week. That was brilliant. <laughs> I like this because when we... Um, when we did our pilot episode and we did this guess the players, I was convinced that Quadrado played for Porto. For Porto, yeah. And uh, can, we, can we make this clear as well that we were on a FaceTime call at probably two o'clock this afternoon whilst we were both working and I just wrote these down within about two minutes maybe? Yeah. So I apologise if my um, my research wasn't. And if you got that Etu one without knowing that I was wrong there, then fair play. And also, if Sunas didn't manage... Chopra, then I only threw Sunus in there because Joe looked like he'd seen a ghost when I read them clues out because he had no idea. I didn't have a clue, to be honest, mate. <laughs> I can't actually remember Chopra being at Newcastle. Fair play. All right. We're just about out of time. About so we'll, time, I'm hungry. Yeah. We'll finish it Surprise. with, you know, we'll finish the same way as we did last week with a Tom Stanley final word. Floor is yours, mate. Floor is mine. Um, please tell me what howlers you think have been. Um, what do you do? Present howlers? I don't know. Any howlers that you think have happened, let us know. Please just like our stuff on Instagram. Share it if you want to. Tell your mates. I'm not asking you to like kill anyone. If you enjoy the podcast and you have pals that like the stuff that we talk about, just pass it on. We don't really care. Um, if you if you and your bird, you and your fella are ever going to go and do any sexual acts in parks, then please let me know so I can walk past, just so we have something to talk about on the next episode. Um, but no, genuinely, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for all of our friends for reposting. It's actually quite fun, this, isn't it, mate? Like We would have these conversations either way. So just the fact that we're recording them and putting them on, Spotify and whatever else. It's pretty enjoyable. Have a good weekend, though. Yeah, sound. Have a good weekend. See you soon.